Hello and thank you for joining us on Bridgerton Bitches today. Myself, Nats, and my sister Chris are going to be devouring chapter 16 of The Viscount Who Loved Me in today's episode. If you want to join the Bridgerton Bitches family, we have a Facebook group with polls and questions for our diamonds. Details are in the episode summary. So let's escape the modern world and deep dive into a world of brooding eyes and bursting breeches. Before we begin, a big thank you to our wonderful diamonds, Erin, Mary, Brianna and Lisa for your donations towards the cost of running this podcast and thank you so much as well to those of you who have been giving us a star rating on Spotify. It really does make all the difference. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy the show. So let's talk about some of the comments and the polls that we've been running on our Facebook page. So some of the polls. So we asked from the last chapter we had the British and slang of bubbies, didn't we? That meant boobs. And I kind of felt like I didn't love the word. It felt a bit babyish. So we did a poll and basically 75% of people liked it. They liked the slang word. So, you know, not too bad. Ooh. And then... Was there, was we... there a second favourite? Because we had quite a few alternatives, didn't we? We talked about what were they like? Half penny farthings and Oh, uh, I did not. Yeah, dirty. I didn't do that poll, sorry. Oh, I really, I wanted to know where dirty, what was it? Um, dirty dirty bags, pillows. Dirty pillows would rank in terms of uh, slang for boobs, but. Oh, well, we can run another poll. I just did a, do you like the word bubbies? Yes or no poll, that one was. Okay. Um, the other poll I did was, do you want Colin to teach Penelope the art of seduction in season three? Mm-hmm. Um. People were not keen on that one. I feel like um, they weren't, yeah, not feeling that Colin as someone who would teach Penelope the ways of love. So 63% of people said no. And Shelley Lou commented uh, that Colin was just not smooth enough. So I said, well, do you think maybe Colin maybe got some experience on his travels? In which Shelley Lou just replied with a meme of somebody going, ew. It's so, David. Not a fan. David from Schitt's Creek, and he goes, ew. And his sister always says, ew, David. I can't do the accent. I'm so sorry. That was badly done. But what I uh, thought was funny is Shelley Lou mentioned that comment. How will Con how will Connor? How will Colin approach being a sex teacher? I love how she calls him a sex teacher. I love it. Um, but how will he? And I was just thinking what I would like Colin to see because how funny would it be if he went up to Penelope and he was like, oh, I could give you some skills. And she's like, what do you mean? I, I have absolutely no problem pulling. <laughs> like, it would be, you've got to like, you've got to plan it well. Like, what's he going to do? Like, do you remember when you were at primary school when you are younger and you, you fancied someone? So you'd get a little piece of paper and you'd be like, do you want to go out with me? Yes. And little tick box and no, he could do something like that. That could be quite cute. I was thinking more like he would just start very subtly, you know, like he's going to teach her how to talk to men, engage with conversations, maybe learn their hobbies. And then it would kind of lead on from there. Like, Oh, this is how you dance with a man. Um, Maybe you could get a man to do like, you know, brush a bit of side boob guys like that. And it just starts, very very subtle you know a bit like how the duke taught daphne okay but how would he approach it so are you thinking that it's going to be like an unplanned spontaneous conversation then or do you think he's going to be really strategic and like just go up to her and approach her or or do you think he's going to like be watching her flailing around like the dance room and he's going to be like "Mm." do you know what i mean like how is he going to approach it i just I, the impression I got from when we were reading out last week was that he helps her because she starts looking for husbands and it's not working. So he basically just says to her straight out, um, I'll teach you how to find a husband. So I saw it as like, you know, pretty open with her, like basically approaching her and offering her help. You got to be quite brave though, haven't you, to go up to someone and put it out there because you're essentially saying, like it's quite a sensitive topic, isn't it? I mean, maybe she will, what I think will happen is maybe she'll be crying in the garden and maybe he sees her get rejected by a guy and then he goes up to her and she confides in him that she struggles and then he'll say, look, I can tell you what I know. I think that might be quite a nice way of, of um, introducing it. Yeah. 
But knowing Bridgerton, that's probably how it will happen. Mm. Oh, you say my it's, idea it's, isn't original, Chris. It's just a cliche, isn't it? How dare um, you? How dare you? Basically, though, I feel like it's copying a little bit again the Bridgerton and Daf- uh, sorry, Daphne and the Duke storyline because that's what he does, remember? He basically, yes. I mean, in a way, he pretends that he's courting her and then along the way, I guess he doesn't give her that much advice, actually, does he? No, he doesn't give her any. Oh, he does say little things like, look at me in the eyes and yeah. don't look at anyone else. I don't know why my accent went like that. Yeah. Went like that. I've just had a thought, by the way. You know how um, earlier on in this book, there's a scene where Kate and um, Penelope are standing at, um, oh my God, I've forgotten everything, um, Anthony's house, and Lady Culper is being a bit of a biatch, and then Anthony comes up and basically saves the day. W- what if they take that scene from this book, because we didn't see that in the TV mm. series, and we actually see that happen in season three, but rather than Anthony being the hero, um, because we know how much you know Colin likes to save people, maybe he kind of saves her, sort of sees her being bullied Mm. and that that would be a really nice way of of getting them to talk because remember that in the season three spoilers paragraph it says that she's giving him the cold shoulder so something has to happen for him to actually be able to approach her because she's cold shouldering him remember after the whole season two finale thing yeah i think you're right he'll probably rescue her Mm. we also talked about we did a post about uh, the dark storyline rumours. So you had this theory that you read somewhere. Um, it's not confirmed, but maybe they had to do some more filming in Bath because they had a dark storyline that they wanted to re, um, kind of redo. And mm. uh, did a post about this, and Shelley Lou just said that we need to remember that this could might not be about Penelope. It could be alluding to Marina, but we won't. She says she's not going to include any more spoilers about that. Or it could be that Cantony are having trouble producing the air that they need. Yes, although, I mean, that feels like, yeah, that could definitely be a viable option, couldn't it? I suppose part of me thinks, oh, is that a little bit similar to season one? But spot on, it could be about anything, couldn't it, really? Something dark. I mean, you did allude in the last episode to, like, maybe some sort of depression. Or, you know, someone, you know... I thought drug addiction. Do you remember? I was like, Penelope's going to get on cocaine or opium or something. The dark side. Or snuff. The dark side of... I'm going to admit that I have accidentally seen a spoiler um, on Facebook alluding to Marina. And it's because so many people are starting to comment now on the book for season three. So it's actually really hard to avoid. So um, I think I might know what happens with Marina. So I'm not going to say any more on that because it is a spoiler. Um, Shelley Lou also mentioned this which I haven't noticed you tend to notice the colours of people's clothing more so maybe you've already noticed this but it's really interesting she said that Penelope wears yellow and Colin wears blue yellow and blue make green and you noticed in the new series Three Stills that Penelope's wearing green and that's that's representing them coming together and where they've done this again is Daphne now wears, well, Daphne was wearing purple in season two. Mm. And that's because the Duke wears red and she wore blue and red and blue make purple. Oh, it's quite educational, this show, isn't it? So I'm really annoyed at myself that I didn't pick up on that. Shelley Lou, very good observation. Um, that is really cool that you noticed I that, love actually. It. I love that. I absolutely love it. Okay, then. So hang on. If we've got um, red and blue makes purple... Yeah. And mm. then and then what colour did um Kate wear again, sorry? I feel like she wore a lot of purple. So purple and blue make I actually don't know. Green? No, turquoise? I actually this is really awkward. I don't actually know. I'm just thinking, okay, so okay, so Penelope was yellow and blue make green. So what other colours can you mix with blue to get another colour? So that in season four, we can be like, oh, okay, that lady's going to get with, uh, what's he called, Benedict? I don't orange, know. Don't orange and blue make brown? No. Oh, wow, I need to get all my primary colours. Is it even um, primary colours? I think orange and green make brown. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to have to edit out that cough. Thanks for that. I'm going to have to go through every single second of audio. 
and delete that cough. I suddenly got dry mouth. Not good enough. Okay, um, are you okay? Do you want some water? Yes, thank you. Okay. There were also some more uh, more people predicted series three. Uh, what could happen? Um, Mary said she thinks Benedict's love interest, Sophie, will be introduced. Now, we haven't read the book, so we don't really know who that is. But interestingly, um, apparently Anthony said to Eloise in series two that she needs a strong-willed ladies' maid, and apparently that sounds like Sophie. So, Really? Did he say that? Yeah, I don't. I didn't pick up on that. Why would she need a strong-willed ladies' maid? Because she's a, they see her as a bit, you know, naughty, Eloise, don't they? Like a bit of a, what's the word, you know? But why would a lady's maid help her with that? Isn't that like, in terms of what, how they were in terms of stations, a lady maid isn't going to be able to boss Eloise around or even give her much advice, is she? Yeah, but she's supposed to keep an eye on her so she'll know, like, she'll know where she's going. She won't be able to just sneak out of her room without her maid seeing, so... OMG, could this be the unexpected friend that she makes that the season three spoiler paragraph alluded to? Yeah, I think that's what Mary was saying. Oh, I get you now. Sorry, Mary, I'm a bit slow today. That makes a lot of sense. Nicely, I love this. People are on it, aren't they? I love it. Yep. Um, So that's all we had for that. Um, The only other... Oh, the only other poll we did, so we wanted to find out a bit more about what you guys want us to talk about whilst we're waiting for season three to come out. So we had lots of options, whether you wanted to talk about fan fiction or, you know, fact versus fiction with Regency history. And the top two that came out was book club and also rating top scenes. So, you know, like top five cringier scenes, top five sexier scenes, etc. So I think we'll try and just do some episodes of those, won't we, Nat, before season three comes out? Yeah, definitely. But it was interesting that the book club is so popular that, you know, we should continue with that, which is good as well. Um, Brilliant. The only other thing to mention is that I recently saw on social media that Daphne isn't going to feature in season three. And there seems to be quite a lot of disappointment around that. What are your thoughts on that, though? I don't really mind. I feel like she was included in series two as like a token because Mm. they wanted to have something hung over from season one. Yeah. So that people watching season two felt that sense of familiarity. And it yeah. was a bit of a continuation, like, oh, she's got a baby now, happy ending. Yeah. So I think it makes sense that they've sl- gradually eked her out. I'm not too bothered. I kind of felt like it was a bit pointless having her in season two, if I'm honest. Oh, that's a bit harsh. What, did you not think, because she was sort of um, Anthony's confidant, wasn't she? Do you think that we could have done without her then? Kind of. I feel like they were desperate to find a role for her. So they were like, oh, she can be the one that tries to talk Anthony around. But it didn't really work very well. No, because you know what? The mum actually could have just done that role as well. They they were almost sharing the same role, the mum and Daphne, yeah. weren't they? And it makes sense yeah. because otherwise, I think, you know, people want to see the couples from season one and season two, and everyone wants to see Anthony in season three. And I'm just thinking, well, each season has a focus on each couple, and we've got to learn to let the couples go, haven't we? Like, Anthony and Kate had their moment to shine. Now it's about Colin and Penelope. I do think Anthony and Kate have been so popular, though, that they're going to appear quite a lot in season three, especially as, if I'm honest, and I think a lot of people have been saying this on social media, they don't really understand why Colin and Penelope's story was picked next, because it's actually supposed to be Benedict's story next, isn't it? Do you think people are feeling like there hasn't been enough justification or explanation as to, like, his sudden change of heart? Like, there wasn't, it hasn't been allowed to develop over a longer period enough of time. It feels a little bit like too soon. No, because I think we'll see all that in the series. Like they'll start from scratch, won't they? And they'll they'll build their relationship over the whole series until they get to the end. I personally don't know why they didn't just go to Benedict's story. Um, because I wouldn't say that Penelope and Colin are like the most popular characters. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not like everyone's like, oh my god, Colin's so amazing. Do his story next. If anything. Do you not think people find Colin a little bit boring? I don't know. There seemed to be um, a little bit of a vibe of that online, isn't there? But I did notice that in season one, Benedict had a lot of the funny lines and he was the cheeky chappy, wasn't he? And then in season two, I feel like Colin had a lot of the cheeky chappy. Like, for example, he was the one that was fencing more 
um, with Anthony, wasn't he? When he he was fencing and he was talking to Anthony, and then I don't know, like I think like when Colin was playing like crochet, is that it? Crochet, crochet, um, crochet. Sorry, um, he was being a bit cheeky chappy wasn't he so maybe they put him forward a bit in season two so that maybe his focus in season three would make a little bit more sense to people I don't know yeah personally I'm not that fussed um unless they change his character a lot in the beginning of series three uh, I think I still would have preferred to see Benedict but hopefully he'll be next I'm after excited. this series yeah, I actually am kind of excited to see Colin's transformation because I think we see a little bit more cockiness coming out, don't we, in in season two. And then in this book, he's like really cute. And I can just see us like totally falling for Colin in the TV series. See, I don't see really any, really that much cockiness in series two. And when we were reading the book, Colin was coming across as way more charismatic and entertaining and witty. And I was like, oh, my goodness, it's such a shame that they excluded that so far. So like you say, I really hope they draw all of this out of the book and shove it into him for season three. Yeah, maybe I'm confusing book Colin with TV series I think Colin so. Now. That's a shame. That's a shame. <laughs> um, <laughs> the last thing I would say is I recently as well saw a picture of Penelope and Lady Danbury having a little, they were like a little photo moment together, a Kodak moment. And apparently someone was like, oh, I really hope that this friendship that they have in the book is reflected in the season three TV show. Mm. And I was like, damn, I did not foresee that. No, we did not predict that at all. No, no. In fact, we were saying, well, I was saying Lady Danbury and Eloise could have a bit of a friendship together. So I totally overshot that, didn't I? Maybe Penelope will see Lady Danbury as someone who she'll aspire to when she's older, but then she's going to get married. So maybe not. Maybe, Lady, you know, Lady Danbury is very independent, isn't she? Unmarried woman. And maybe... Penelope at the start of the series is like I don't want a man I want to be like you and then Lady Danbury's like wow I did actually have like an amazing sex life love life and actually she says that to Kate doesn't she in season two so maybe she says something similar to Penelope like get on it girl like you find that man whatever and maybe that's why she has a change of heart I don't know interesting we'll have to see Mm. great so shall we start our live read through of chapter 16 as requested by Erin Yay! Look at us. We're like a couple of proper little chatterboxes, aren't we? We haven't even started with this chapter yet. I'm excited. So, cool. what's the situ then? Because chapter 16 starts with an expert, 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 no, excerpt. That's the one um, from Lady Whistledown Society Papers, but we always find it a bit boring. So, what's the situation? Can I skim it or do I do a summary? Yeah. Let's skip it, but the summary is Lady Whistledown knows that Anthony's getting married to Miss Sheffield in a very small wedding, and she's not being invited. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just says that um, she'll try and uncover the details because he's one of London's most eligible bachelors, and she's got to find out more. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. And I don't want to sound like a massive pervert, but, you know... Full disclosure, I'm not sure how interesting you're going to find it, me sort of reading about how Kate was sitting on her bed, talking about, you know, her room situation, you know, Newton's just been bathed. Are you okay for me just to sort of skim over that and get to yeah, like the dialogue? Yeah. yeah. Feel free to summarise um, the bits where she's just ambling around the house. Okay, awesome. So basically the first five paragraphs are basically Kate just ambling around the house. Newton's been bathed. We find out a bit about his favourite toys and where she keeps them. And she's sort of wandering around the room. Um, and Edwina brings her some hot milk. Hang on a second. I thought we were doing a live reading, which means we haven't read anything before no, I'm today. just, I'm continuing your summary because I'm on the page now. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. I paused, so I thought I would just help. I'm so sorry. I got a bit defensive there, didn't I? Apology um, accepted. Thank you so much. So, I mean, feel free to help me out here, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, for some reason, Edwina's bringing her hot milk, um, which is very sweet of her. And um, Edwina. she says to Edwina, are you scared? Does she? Does she say that to Edwina or does Edwina ask that Edwina to Kate? Says it. This is not going well. You know this what? Let me well. read. I think let me read okay. because 
I think the listeners are getting angry at you. I can just imagine. I think I'm getting angry with me. So when you pause, <laughs> I'll try and help you. But on the whole, I'll let you just read it. Or maybe just, you know, enjoy the pause. You know, be in the I, moment. I hate pauses. I hate pauses. That's for you to be okay with. I want you to work <laughs> on that today. <laughs> so basically... um. So Edwina asks Kate, are you scared? And Kate's like, not scared precisely, but definitely nervous. And Edwina's being a really lovely sister. She's like, well, of course you're nervous. Only an idiot wouldn't be nervous. Your whole life's going to change. All right, Edwina, she's kind of making it a bit worse, isn't she, actually? Yeah. Uh, And actually... Edwina says that's enough Edwina Kate interrupted oh and actually Kate does say you're not doing anything to ease my mind so Edwina should definitely yeah, because, not go to sorry. therapy yeah you missed up it so um Kate uh, Edwina says uh after tomorrow you will not be the same woman Kate and after tomorrow night dot 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 <sighs> and that's when Kate interjects and says that's enough Edwina maybe mm. not so aggressive as I did that was super aggressive. I felt scared. Oh, my God, Edwina, just shut the beep up. That's pretty <laughs> much what she says in summary. And throws her pillow at Edwina. We're adding these oh, no, she directions. Throws, it says she throws the cup of scalding milk into Edwina's face. <laughs> Is this the dark version? Oh, no, it says she slaps Edwina around the face. <laughs> oh, my God, this is awful. With a hot water bottle. Oh, there's no lid on the hot water bottle. This is the dark <laughs> version. Are we just rewriting the chapter now? I would love to write a if dark we, version of this. Yeah, if we were a couple of guys, we'd be like, oh, they're in their underwear. Oh, nip slip. Having a pillow fight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's clarify um, that none of that happened. To the none of that happened. Listener. Don't run out and buy the book because you think, wow, that sounds bloody awesome. It's very vanilla at this stage. No pillow fights. Although Kate does gaze at the lingerie longingly, um, which has been laid out amongst her belongings. So Edwin is also like, oh, you know, have you spoken to mother? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. But from what I've seen of your mother, I don't think she's going to give you that much advice. Am I being harsh? Mm, No, not harsh at all. Okay. Um, And then basically Mary just sort of comes in, doesn't she? And oh, she does have something important to say. She says, hmm. She mused, we do seem to have a surfeit of hot milk. What is that word? Too much. Did I say it wrong? Oh, no, you said it right. I thought you meant what did it mean? I did mean that as well. I've never, ever in my entire life heard of that word before. Have you? Yeah, you should probably read more, love. I definitely need to. Oh, my God, (laughs) I'm dumber than Mary. And I just literally insulted her by saying she knew nothing. So that's her contribution. Her daughter's about to marry, and she's really important to her to highlight to everyone in the room that they got too much milk, which I thought was brilliant, spot on, really consistent with Mary now. Can I just point out something, Nat? You mentioned the lingerie. Yes. Kate is looking at the lingerie, and she says that Lady Bridgerton had picked it out. Now, is it just me, or is that a little bit gross that she's picking out lingerie for her son to enjoy? Yeah, especially because she knows, like, what sex is and what that looks like. So yeah, so she's like, oh, okay, Bridgerton loves um, Anthony absolutely loves red lace, and I've I've got you this lingerie, and it's got like cut out around the nipples because Anthony <laughs> loves nipples. Yeah, or. Oh, I was going to go too far then. I was going to talk about a cutout somewhere else because he's a busy man. You know, he didn't have time to take lingerie <laughs> off. <laughs> I think that's weird. Let's do a poll, okay? Yeah. Whether you think it's weird that a mother would pick out lingerie for his son's future wife, okay? Because to me, that's a little bit uncomfortable. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I mind. I mean, they're quite close, but are they that close? And also, are you saying it's a bit uncomfortable as well? Because firstly, where is she, where she getting Kate's measurements from? Um, and secondly, does that mean that she kind of knows what Anthony likes? Like, oh, he's a satin yeah. boy, not a silk boy. Or, <laughs> yeah. oh, he likes a bit of leather. <laughs> yeah. Again, none of this is in the book. It just says the word lingerie. It's um. It does mention nipple tassels though later on. Are you for real? No, I totally oh, got you. Stop there. it! You, you got me that. good. Stop it! This is the worst live reading ever because we're not sticking to the script. <laughs> okay, at off, all. off you go. Off no, it's go. fine. It's all good. Um, uh, hang on. Can you help me out here because it says Mary's um, talking about the milk, and then oh, she and asked, she asked, asked why to leave. <gasps> oh, does she? 
she asked Edwina to leave, which I think is well harsh, don't you? Yeah, and also they keep talking about the milk way too much. So they've said that Edwina had a milk moustache and then they're sipping it to check the temperature. Then Kate says, um, oh, the, the milk's gone lukewarm anyway, setting her mug down. I'm like, what's this obsession with the milk? Does it represent something? Or am I reading too much mm. into this? What could it represent? Well, it's white and it's liquidy, so it could represent what's going to happen tomorrow night. But That's that might be reading into it too much. <laughs> Are you referring to what happens to a man when he has sex? Yeah, and they were oh obsessed God, with that in season see. one, so I don't think it would be too far off the mark. How did you get that link? That's hilarious. Well, she had a milk moustache, so maybe oh that's Oh my God, stop it, you're disgusting. <laughs> I love it. Please continue reading. Okay, so basically, um, Edwina I need to... vacates the building and gives Kate a rather direct look. Okay, so I that need was a pause. To speak with Kate, Mary said, yeah. Yeah. Alone. And then again, Mary took a sip of her milk. It's really important to the reader that we yeah. know about the milk situation. This is what I'm telling you. There's a there's a meaning there, but maybe we'll figure it out later. Maybe we could do a poll. Is Chris overthinking the milk? Like maybe. I did with the blanket. Yeah, and like I did with the horses, you know? I thought that the horses mm. meant something more than they did. So then it's a little bit or uncomfortable because basically Kate and Mary are having this really awkward talk that's kind of reminiscent of the talk between Daphne and her mum in season one of Bridgerton, where they're talking about sex. So I'm just going to read it out a little bit because I find it quite funny. So um, Mary says, I always swore that no daughter of mine would enter into marriage ignorant of what occurs between a husband and wife. And Kate says, I'm already aware of the basics of the manoeuvre. Clearly surprised, Mary asked, you are? Kate nodded. It can't be very much different from animals. Where has Kate wow. seen animals having sex? I mean, they don't live on a farm, do they? I think she's probably seen Newton humping her foot a couple of times. Oh, no wonder she's scared about what's coming up then. She thinks bloody yeah. Anthony's going to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. And then Mary shakes her head, her lips pursed into a slightly amused smile. No, it's not. As in, no, it's not very much different from animals. <laughs> now part of me is thinking i guess but part of me is thinking god mary are you doing it wrong like <laughs> i thought she meant no it's different from animals but now i think you're right the way that's phrased so it's not that different so does that mean that kate has images of like anthony humping oh, her weird. ankle or she knows the mechanics right oh oh no apparently she's seen it on a neighbor's oh. farm in somerset yeah, that's right. That's right. Which is funny because in the show it's India and I think you can't get much different from Somerset in India. I don't think you can, no. Somerset is like proper proper in the, the southwest, isn't it? Well, I actually live in Somerset and it's it's lovely. Very countryside-ish. So yeah. she's basically saying, oh, and then she says, she's thinking, oh, you know, I really liked how Anthony kissed me and I felt all fizzly, blah, blah, blah. And then she says, well, she thinks, but then that, there was that awful screaming mare at the farm. Frankly, the various oh, wow. pieces of the puzzle didn't seem to reconcile. Oh, but geez. Awful screaming mare. What must she think is happening to that mare for those screaming sounds to occur? Oh, I'm not loving all this farm animal talk. It's not really doing it, doing much for me. It's kind of, yeah. It's sort of ruining the mood, isn't it? And then basically, <laughs> Kate's like, he doesn't look, very pleasant. Mary closes her eyes and she says, a woman's enjoyment depends entirely on her husband. And a Kate says, and a man's? A woman's enjoyment depends entirely on her husband and a man's enjoyment depends entirely on his husband. <laughs> no, <laughs> on him. Is that what she's saying? That his enjoyment comes from him? No. <laughs> <laughs> she's just saying basically how good the sex is depends on the man which is true isn't it like if a man's rubbish in bed or doesn't last very long basically it is all dependent on the man isn't it no and then Kate's guys. basically asking yeah Kate's asking what about a man's enjoyment hmm. and then Mary says the act of love blushing can and should be a pleasant experience for both man and women but she coughed and took a sip of her milk again 
really strange. important. She's dehydrated probably from all the talk yeah. that she has done. Be... Yeah, I would be remiss if I did not tell you that a woman does not always find pleasure in the act. Interesting. Oh, so so guess... she must have someone that she talks to about stuff like this. She's like, oh, Mary, my guy is bad. Or I'm not, mm. I'm not interested or I don't really like him. And then they talk a little bit how it's not really that fair because, you know, sometimes a guy can have sex and enjoy it and a woman can't. Um, and then again, Kate stares into her milk. Um, you know, life isn't fair, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then and then basically Kate says, well, Mary said, I assume the Viscount has kissed you. Kate nodded without looking up. When Mary spoke, Kate could hear the smile in her voice. I'll assume from your blush that you enjoyed it. Okay, so there's a bit of openness here, which is nice, but um, I would just like it if Mary was a little bit more explicit about exactly what happens when they have sex, because they're skirting around the issue, aren't they? But then again, if it was explained to somebody, you'd probably be a little bit freaked out, like if you were quite factual about it. So yeah. maybe she's worried that if she over-explains it, Kate will be put off or scared. Yeah, and actually, yeah, you, yeah, that's true. I thought it was funny where it says... um. It's different for a woman, Mary says. I've heard that wicked women ooh, find their pleasure like a man in the arms of any who will satisfy. But I do not believe it. Oh, you don't believe that? I think that a woman must care for her husband in order to enjoy the marriage bed. How times that's, have changed, no? That's very old-fashioned, isn't it? And judgmental. Mary, Mary, Mary. Expected more from you, but I guess it's consistent with the times. They just didn't yeah, have that true. freedom, did they? And then Mary's job is done. She kisses Kate upon the forehead, picks up both their empty milk jugs, and Kate is left none the wiser. I'm probably a little bit confused. Oh, my God, the milk jugs. Um, milk mugs, sorry. Um, interestingly, though, she did... Kate asks Mary, she says, you did not love your first husband, did you? Mm. And Mary shook her head and says it makes all the difference. Um, so that's something we've learned about Mary. She wasn't in love with her first husband. And that the sex wasn't very good. But then when she got with the second husband, mm. Kate's dad, it was on fire. It was off the charts. It was amazeballs. I mean, she doesn't say it, but her eyes say it, don't they? That's what Kate's picking up yeah. on. So basically... Kate's still not feeling happy, though, is she? She's still feeling quite fearful, it says. And she says that she hates that she was not Anthony's first choice for a wife, but she was practical and she was pragmatic. And she knew that certain things in life simply had to be accepted as fact. Yeah, and she but says she... basically she would she would never know that once Anthony snuffed the candles and took her to bed and closed his eyes, if he pitched another woman's face, that's what's haunting her, isn't it? This idea that he doesn't really want to marry her and he's that maybe he's not going to enjoy this sex and she's not going to enjoy this sex because he doesn't really like like her enough. The irony is, is he really does want her, but he's just annoyingly hasn't really told her. Like this could, all her feelings could go away if he just told her. Like, yeah. I've liked you for ages. I much prefer you to Edwina. I'm scared of falling in love with you. It's kind of sad, isn't it, that she's being all insecure for no reason? Yeah, but it does also remind me of what happened with Daphne and the Duke because, remember, she marries him thinking, he doesn't really like me, but he's only marrying me because he knows that if he doesn't, my reputation will be ruined. Do you remember? So it's a yeah, little bit similar. Yeah, it's all the bee's fault. Isn't it? That bee has got a lot to answer for, little troublemaker. So then when that's over, there's just a little bit of talk really about, um, you know, the drawing room, Bridget and House. They talk a little bit about Hyacinth and Gregory. Well, this is the wedding day. This is the wedding day. And Kate's sort of watching it. <laughs> <by> it. <laughs> if you skip the most important bit. And, and then they get married. The drawing room. Oh, wait, this is the day of the wedding. The morning after they've had sex. Um, but she's just, you know, looking at the events leading up to the, the wedding and everyone's talking and they, they're they just sort of talking. You're just sort of thinking and <laughs> really bad. They're talking and someone says something <laughs> and then someone else says something else. Um, basically, they're saying that 
she, Kate's really glad they're having a small wedding, aren't they? And that was Lady Bridgerton's idea. Um, yeah, but also it's over now. Like I'm just scanning and it says basically she was a wife now with a wife's responsibilities. So I think they've actually just had the wedding. They didn't get, we basically don't really get to see much of the ceremony. Like, you know, in the, I was expecting like more eye contact and I do and I do. Yeah, it's disappointing. You basically, it just says it's all quick. Um, not many people attended. It says Kate was attended by Edwina and Anthony by his brother, Benedict. And in due course, they're a man and wife. That's it. So we don't get to hear the vows. No descriptions of what she's wearing, no descriptions of the event. Uh, it's really strange, isn't it? It's strange, and I'm scared. I'm really scared that this is setting a precedent, and this is exactly what's going to happen on the wedding night. They went to bed and woke up, and she was a changed woman. I'm going to kick off if that's what happens. Are you going to kick off? Uh, they can't do that, Matt. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. What 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 are you going to do about it, though, if that is what <laughs> I will rip this book into a thousand pieces immediately if I read that nothing okay. happens okay it's well, like when you're watching a drama a romantic drama and they start making out and then they get into bed and then you're like oh yeah this is heating up and then they just do like like a black screen and then they wake up the next morning and I'm like what we just missed something like the reason why I've watched this whole film is because that scene was in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's an hour and a half of your life you're never going to get back. That's gutting. Yeah. Um, what I thought was funny, well, not like ha ha funny, but like mm, okay. So it says here that Kate steals a glance at her new husband. He was facing straight ahead, his face oddly serious, and part of me was like. Give him a break, Kate. He just got married. Of course he's serious. What would you rather he was doing? Like, have a clown face on and start to pause. <laughs> like, what is she, why did she say that, do you think? Yeah, can we just a bit of context because we've skipped. So basically, um, it says, and now she was in a carriage traveling the short distance between Bridgerton House, where the reception had been held, and Anthony's private residence, which she's supposed could no longer be referred to as bachelor's lodgings. And it's there in the carriage that, she's, that she says she stole a glance at her new husband. Um, I would have liked to have seen them at the reception because that's immediately after they've got married. They're having drinks, they're talking to people. I would have liked to have seen how he interacted with her. Yes, like how he looks at her across the room. Also, that's my bad because I thought that scene was describing them at the church. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's thank you for giving us context because I misunderstood completely. But yeah, I feel yeah. like we've missed out a lot and I really want um, Anthony's point of view soon. Like I really want to see what he was thinking when she walked up the aisle, when he got to touch her. Yeah. I don't, I mean, did they even kiss traditionally when they say I do in church or was that like a later tradition? I think we Googled this after chapter one and I think they didn't kiss. Mm. Um, do you know what I think they're doing though? The writer, she's building tension. Yeah. So she's building it, building it. So as the reader, we're thinking, oh, my God, like how we're in Kate's boat now because Kate feels really blind with Anthony because he's not being open with her. Yes. So I think the, re the writer's trying to make us feel like Kate, like we don't know where we are with him. Okay. And I and guess if she'd shown them at the reception drinking champagne and cuddling, it would have taken that um, climax off, right? Yes, you're right. In that case, I kind of love it then. I kind of love that we're like... <laughs> I'm totally on board. So basically, Kate is, you know, she's quite fidgety. She's trying to still her hands. It's a wonder she had not burst out of her gloves. Anthony follows the line of her gaze and places one of his large hands over both of hers, and she went still instantly. Are you nervous? He inquired. So this is the first time I think we get a bit of dialogue between them. Yeah. Um, Did you think I wouldn't be? She replied, trying to keep her voice dry and ironic. Do you think that's a good look, Kate? Um, dry and ironic, is that I'm, like your... <laughs> I'm just trying to think of an ironic tone. Like, did you think I wouldn't be? Is that ironic? Sounds a bit bitchy, like, like prickly. Yeah. Hang on. You <laughs> ask me, ask me if I'm nervous. You be Anthony and I'll be Kate. Are you nervous? Did you think I wouldn't be? Mm, is that ironic? Mm. I felt like a bitch when no. I thought that, though. Like, I felt I like think a cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> but I think being ironic is a bit bitchy. Like, when you're ironic and you kind of, like, raise your eyebrows and you're like, oh, do you think I wouldn't be? <laughs> Can you imagine if she was like, duh, did you think I wouldn't be? 
<laughs> and he just takes the ring off and throws it out the window. Yeah. I don't know why she's trying to aim to be dry and ironic. Um, Maybe because is... she's upset. Oh, okay. So rather than being wet and... What's the opposite of ironic? Um, unironic. <laughs> is unironic a word? We're going to put that Maybe to she doesn't want to cry. She's like... <laughs> did you think I wouldn't be <laughs> and that would have been really unattractive yeah especially if she's got like snot running down her face well, okay, that was so what then... I would be like yeah and they would like yeah he smiles in response there is nothing to fear Kate nearly burst out in just free laughter it seems she was destined to hear that platitude over and over again perhaps she allowed but still much about which to be nervous so he says, touche, my dear wife. And then she asks him if he's nervous. And then he says, he leaned in toward, he didn't say this, he did this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> How funny would it be if he was in the carriage and he says, he leaned in towards her. <laughs> and she says, oh, no. Oh, she's like, oh, you talk to yourself like you talk about yourself. <laughs> in the He's like, Anthony loves you, baby doll. <laughs> and she's like, why are you talking like that? I don't like it. Anthony's eyes are dark. Yeah, that would be weird. Okay. Same. <laughs> Anthony has erection. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Not in the book, guys. Not in the book. Um, we should do a book version. So um, he leaned in toward her, his dark eyes hot and heavy. <laughs> sometimes I take things really literally. So sometimes like, I imagine his eyes like being so heavy that the light dripping down his face. Like in a horror movie. Yeah. Um, but the hot and heavy with the promise. Sorry for ruining that for you, by the way. His face just like made out of wax or something. I'm, oh, God. It's so visual. Too visual. Uh, Hot and heavy with the promise of things to come. Oh, desperately, he murmured. He closed the rest of the distance between them, his lips finding the... Did you hear that announcement? No. Oh, that's good. It went... Um, He closed the rest of the distance between them, his lips finding the sensitive hollow of her ear. My heart is... My heart is pounding, he whispered. (laughs) Who's from London? Yeah, hang on. I didn't realize the trouble with English. I think is really the bit where it says he whispered should be before the thing he's going to say because what happened <laughs> there is I was like my heart is pounding. He whispers. So I'm going to have to go back and do that again. Hang on. My heart. No, my heart is pounding. He whispered. Do you have a bottle of water, Kate? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you sounded like. Thanks. Kate's body seemed to stiffen and melt at the same time. And then she blurted out, I know, it's oxymoron. And then she blurted out, I think we should wait. So does she legitimately think that he's going to take her in the carriage? Or maybe, yeah, like he's quite often just got her baps out um, and pulled her dress down. Oh, yeah. Um, So maybe, yeah, I think she's expecting that. Okay. I would have loved it if he said, because it says here, he nibbled on her ear, wait for what? I would have liked him to say this. He nibbled on her ear, keep it in your pants, love. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Oh, no, she said that she, I'm really bad at reading. Okay. Um, She tried to wiggle away. He didn't understand. If he'd understood, he'd be furious. And he didn't seem particularly upset. I think she's a bit of an overthinker, isn't she? Definitely. And it, she's thinking that, isn't she? It's not very clear, but that's her thought process. Yeah. So when he says, wait for what? She says, he says, what for? Wait for what? He says, what? <laughs> <laughs> he says, wait for what? And she says, for the marriage, she stammered. That seemed to amuse him and he playfully wiggled the rings that now rested on her gloved fingers. What? So the rings went above the fingers? That's weird. Yeah, because when you That's take your weird. glove off, those rings are going to be way too big. And you might lose them. Yeah, or maybe you just never take your gloves off. Which is a just rags. Weird. They're just rags. It's a bit gross. Um, and then when she says, says or the marriage... He's, that seemed to amuse him and he playfully... Oh, yeah, sorry. It's a bit late for that now, don't you think? Yeah. For the wedding night, she clarified. Yeah. He drew, he drew back. back his 
dark brows flattening <laughs> into a straight and perhaps a little bit angry line. No, he said simply, but he did not move to embrace her again. What? He's respecting her space. He seems angry. Mm. Yeah, and then Kate... Maybe went... read the next bit. Yeah, I'll try if you... But when you interrupt <laughs> him, really... No, just lolling. Kate tried to think of words that would make him understand, but it wasn't easy. She wasn't so sure that she understood herself. She just needs to get laid. Get out of your head into yeah. your body. And she was rather certain that he would not believe her if she told him that she had not intended to make this request. It had just burst forth from within her, born of a panic she hadn't even known was there until that very moment. I'm not asking for forever, she said, hating the tremor that shook her words just a week. Oh, she wants to wait a week. Hang on. What? Hang on. Hang on. So one minute she's like, not in the carriage, wait for tonight. And then within three seconds, she's like, oh, I need a week now. This is odd. Oh, and he actually, yeah, he pounces on this. He says this caught his attention and one of his brows rose in ironic query. And what, pray tell, do you hope to gain by a week? And she basically says, I don't know. And then he says, well, his eyes focused. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't say this, he does this. His eyes focused onto hers. (laughs) I can just imagine him saying what I'm reading out, hard, hot and sardonic. You're going to have to do better than that, he said. Kate didn't want to look at him, didn't want the intimacy he forced upon her when she was caught in his dark gaze. It was easy to hide her feelings when she could keep her focus on his chin or his shoulder. But when she had to look straight into his eyes, dot, 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 she was afraid he could see her very soul. This has been a week of a great many changes in my life, she began, wishing she knew where she was going with this statement. Statement. Um, For me as well, he interjected softly. Not so much for you, she returned. I feel like she really invalidates him there. (laughs) Yeah. So what, only you can have a difficult week, Kate? Mm. Uh, The intimacies of marriage are nothing new to you. Oh, she's owned him. She's saying, basically, I'm worried about the sex stuff. Yeah. You've been around the I block. think that should be a bit of a turn on for him. Maybe. Unless he likes an, a woman who knows her way around the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, one corner of his mouth quacked into a lopsided, slightly arrogant smile. I assure you, my lady, that I have never before been married. He's so cheeky. I love him. <gasps> oh my God, I love it. That's not what I meant and you know it. He did not contradict her. I simply would like a bit of time to prepare, she said. I'm just like having flash how, forwards. Of... <laughs> how, do you pre- how do you prepare? I'm thinking like a montage of all these things she thinks she's got to do to prepare. Like do a bit like of doing a wing. Okay, yeah, the wax <laughs> makes more sense. <laughs> like press-ups. <laughs> um... Yeah, punching a punching bag. Or that scene like in Karate Kid where it's wax on, wax off. Maybe she thinks she's got to do something like that. Do you know what I mean? He hasn't been made clear, so. Um, Anthony stared at her for a long moment, leaned back, propping his left ankle rather casually on his right knee. Very well, he allowed. Really, she straightened with surprise. She had not expected him to capitulate with such ease. Provided, dot, 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 he continued. She slumped. She would have. She should have known that there would be a contingency. That you edify me on one point, she gulped. And what would that be, my lord? He leaned forward, the very devil in his eyes. How precisely do you plan to prepare? I feel like Anthony and us are like soulmates because he's saying everything that we're thinking. Yeah, exactly. So Kate glances out the window, swore under her breath when she realised they weren't even to Anthony's street. They weren't even to Anthony's street. There would be no escaping his question. She was stuck in the carriage for at least another five minutes. Well, she stalled. I'm sure I don't understand what you mean. He chuckles. I'm sure you don't either. Kate scowls at him. Now you're having fun with me, she accuses. No, he said what could only have been called a leer. 
I'd like to have fun with you. There's quite a difference. Then she grumbles. I wish you wouldn't talk like that. You know I don't understand. His eyes oh, are Oh, that's sad. She sounds like a real dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His eyes oh. focused on her lips as his as his tongue darted out to wet his own. You would, he murmured, if you'd simply give in to the inevitable and forget your silly request. I don't enjoy being condescended to, Kate said <gasps> His eyes flashed, and I don't like being denied my rights, he returned. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't like that. It's getting hot. Oh, really different vibes. You're not vibing <laughs> with it? <laughs> um, no, it's a little bit rapey. I don't really? like being denied my rights. Like I have rights over you as my possession. I guess sometimes that can be hot, but I'm not feeling it. Not feeling it? Maybe we could put that to the poll. Like, okay, hot or not, and then in the quote, I don't like being denied my rights. And also, right, he should appreciate that she's a virgin. She's terrified. And instead of being like, okay, love, you know what? If you want a week to settle into the new house you know, feel relaxed before you have sex. That's great. Get to yeah. know each other a bit more. Instead, he's like, nah, I have the right to have sex with you whenever I want. Exactly. Or, you know, at least be like, okay, she clearly needs a bit of psychoeducate, like a bit of sex education. So, you know, maybe he'd get a sausage and then maybe he'd get <laughs> some sort of like bagel and he'd be like, look, this is essentially <laughs> what happens. Like, you don't need to be scared. <laughs> okay. Aww. And then he just shows her what to do. Like, I feel like he's mocking her. That's cute. Yeah. Or he could do like subliminal messaging, like leading up to her. He could put a sausage in a bagel, in and out, in and out. And then, <laughs> but not tell her that's what sex is. So like subconsciously, she's picking up on the on the sense of what it is. That's really sweet. The only trouble with that is he would have to time travel to the future, find out what bagel is, find out how they made it, and then mm. get back in time. It's a bit of a mess. Um, yeah, and I don't think they had donuts either. Uh, can you imagine a world without donuts? I think you'd have to get like a Victoria sponge, cut a hole in the middle, and so then they had sausages. So yeah. sausage in a Victoria sponge, which is like it's like vanilla sponge, isn't it, with jam and cream, and mm. then. Imagine going to the chef and being like, look, chef, I know it's going to sound really weird, but I need you to cook me a cake with a hole in it. And I was really... <laughs> Oh, wow. I want to see if people like the sex ed idea. Maybe this is what Colin does with Penelope. Yeah. Okay, so back to the whole, I don't like being denied my rights. Um, I'm not denying you anything, she insisted. Oh, really? His drawl lacked all humour. I'm just asking for a reprieve, a brief, temporary, brief. She repeated the word just in case his brain was too dulled by single-minded male pride to have understood her the first time. Reprieve, surely you would not deny me such a simple request. Of the two of us, he said, his voice clipped, I don't think I'm the one doing the denying. And then she basically says, like, oh, you know, he's right. She she doesn't have a leg to stand on. It's a spare-of-the-moment request. He had every right to toss her over his shoulder, drag her off to bed and lock her in the room for a week if he so desired. So she is acting out of fear. Like, she just doesn't know what awaits her, does she? Yeah, but also it says here, She's feeling really insecure because she keeps thinking about Edwina and Edwina's beauty and being so stunning and being so pure and perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and she's feeling really insecure again. So I do feel a bit sorry for her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, right. That's what she's sort of, she's got that inner monologue going on, hasn't she? Of like, she's not yeah. she's always used to like the second introductions. And now it's all these insecurities are just coming to the surface. It says she desperately, it says she didn't need him to love her, or at least that's what she was telling herself, but she desperately wanted to be first in his attractions, first in his desires. And she had an awful, terrible feeling that all of this meant she was falling in love, falling in love with one's husband. Who would have thought it'd be such a disaster? Yeah. So she's, she's had this. Anthony says, I see you have no response. He says this quietly. And then the carriage rolls to a halt and they see a liveried footman rushing forward, attempting to open the door. Anthony yanked it back shut, never once taking his eyes off her face. See, I love that. Yeah, that's Oh my God. I love it when guys do something that's like a little bit powerful whilst they're staring mm. at the woman to like show. I love power. Yeah. I'm attracted to power. I realized that the other day. Yeah, it is attractive, isn't it? That is attractive. Yeah. 
Um, and then he goes, how, my lady, he repeated. How, she echoed. She'd quite forgotten what he was asking. How, he said yet again, his voice hard as ice but hot as flame, do you plan to prepare for your wedding night? Oh, she keeps saying, I don't know, I hadn't considered. And then he's like, I thought not. He let go of the door handle and the door swung open. Blah, blah, blah. Kate remained silent as Anthony helped her down and led her into the house. The staff were all there ready to meet them and assemble them and be like, hi. Um, took about 20 minutes. She's still nervous. Um, to be fair. Here. Sorry, go on. I, th- I don't know if you're at this point too, but I was going to say like, to be fair, Anthony recognizes that she's absolutely bricking it. He says, my God. Yeah. So basically, Anthony's like, my God. Anthony whispered as they reached the landing, you're terrified. No, she lied. He took her by the shoulders, twisted her face to him, staring deeply into her eyes. Cursing under his breath, he grabbed her hand and pulled her into his bedroom, muttering, we need privacy. And when they reached his chamber, a richly appointed masculine room exquisitely decorated in shards of burgundy and gold he planted his hands on his hips and demanded didn't your mother tell you about uh oh mm, so he's not amused he's not happy which makes me think me well this is dif- this is interesting because that would suggest to me that he would have expected her to which makes me think okay so where did he get the idea from that mothers have this chat with their daughters because we we know that lady bridgerton didn't have that chat with Daphne yeah I think I think it shows that he cares about her and he's he feels sorry for her he's protective that she doesn't she hasn't been warned I think this is him being a bit more kind of paternal towards her I think it's quite nice but you're right I don't I don't know where he gets this idea from well I think things are gonna move quite quickly now so get your popcorn out Kate nice Yeah, you're welcome. Kate would have laughed at his flailings if she hadn't been so nervous. Of course, she said quickly. Mary explained everything. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Mary didn't explain anything. Oh, my God. Then Um, he says, sorry, this is rude. Then what the hell is the problem? He cursed again, then apologised. That's rude. It's rude because it's like, okay, so imagine Mary said to her, look, a guy has a sausage in between his legs and he puts it in you. What is it about that that's supposed to make her be like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's very, like, he's being a bit, do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, even if you knew what was going to happen, even in the modern world where people know what's going to happen, you'll still be a little bit nervous that it might hurt, surely. Of course. And like the actual, you know, the whole thing involved. So then he says, basically, I beg your pardon. He said stiffly, that's certainly not the way to set you at ease. I can't say she whispered when he's referring to like, what the hell is the problem? And then, oh, this is, oh man, this is mega orcs. Not orcs, but I wasn't expecting this tan. So a strange, horrible choking noise. Hang on, just before that. Just for context, because she oh, I she says, I can't that. say, she whispered, her eyes sliding to the floor, focusing on the intricate pattern of the carpet until they swam with tears. Oh, this is awful, because she's probably thinking there's something wrong with her. And then that makes sense, thanks for the context, because then he then <laughs> says, <laughs> a strange, horrible choking noise emerged from Anthony's throat. So there we go, we got some empathy. Kate, he asked hoarsely, did someone... Has a man ever forced unwelcome attentions on you? Oh, see, I really like that he asked her that. She looked up and the concern and terror on his face nearly made her heart melt. No, she cried out. It isn't that. Oh, don't look that way. I can't bear it. I can't bear it, Anthony whispered, closing the distance between them as he took her hand and raised it to his lips. You must tell me, he said. Um, his voice oddly choked. Do you fear me? Do I repulse you? So they're both as insecure as each other, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So Kate shakes her head frantically. Tell me, he whispers, his lips pressing against her ear. Tell me how to make it right, for I don't think I can grant, grant you a reprieve. He moulded his body against hers, his strong arms holding her close as he groaned. I can't wait a week, Kate. I simply cannot do it. How Selfish, cute. though. Oh. <laughs> Interesting again. Interesting we've got opposite reactions to this. <laughs> so I was like, how cute is that? And you were like, 
selfish (laughs) yeah so he recognizes that she's terrified she's crying for a moment he suspects she might have been raped and five seconds later he's like look love i can't wait a week i'm gagging for it over here (laughs) not happening and i'm like hang on give this poor girl some space that's all she wants yeah but it's also cute how he fancies her so much he's like his desire for her is so strong Okay, (laughs) you're you're taking something positive from this, I guess. We should put this to a poll, I reckon. (laughs) Let's poll it. So um, Kate then says, I, Kate made the mistake of looking up into his eyes. Kate says, I, like a pirate. (laughs) I, all aboard. (laughs) 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 Choo-choo. A pirate ship with a choo-choo. That's adorable, (laughs) like a little train. Um... She, he was staring at her with a burning intensity that forged a fire in the very centre of her being, leaving her breathless, hungry, and desperate for something she did not quite understand. And she knew that she could not make him wait. If he looked into her own soul and looked with honesty and without delusion, she was forced to admit that she did not wish to wait either. So she says, Anthony, she whispered his name, Anthony, she whispered his name, (laughs) a benediction, a plea, a prayer, all in one. Anything, he replied raggedly, dropping to his knees before her. Here we go. Uh, His lips trailing a hot path along her skin as his fingers frantically worked to release her from her gown. Ask me anything, he groaned. Anything in my power, I give to you. Kate felt her head fall back, felt the last of her resistance melting away. Just love me, she whispered. Just love me. His only answer was a a low growl (laughs) of need but that's the one thing he can't give her love he already made that clear it'd be really funny (laughs) if he just said that and it really ruined the movie he was like kate i'm sorry but we did actually have this conversation two weeks ago i can't love you i thought i made that clear did he say that yeah do you remember he came around for tea and just before he gets her bats out over tea He's yeah. like, look, just FYI, just setting expectations, but, you know, I won't be able to love you, remember? And we were like, God, that's awful. Oh, okay. So what's funny is I'd love it if when it says Kate felt her head fall back, blah, 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 just love me, she whispered, just love me. Anthony sighed. I already <laughs> t- <laughs> A cold, annoyed sign. Why don't you get it, Kate? I've told you a million times. <laughs> I have a raging erection and you've just made it give soft. <laughs> get it, he said, walking away. He slammed the door and we hear Anthony's footsteps taking down <laughs> to the scullery maid where there proceeded to be a series of loud shouts and screams of delight. Oh my God! That's how it should have ended. <laughs> oh my God, that's horrific. Too much? Oh, that's awful. Because, you know, when he says his only answer was a low growl of need, I was like, "Mm, so he's not objecting. Is it bad of him to be like, should he have said something like, oh, I can't give you that, but let's just keep going. (laughs) Or do you think he crossed his fingers and was like, okay, like. It's like he panicked and he was like, well, I can't say yes and I can't say no because I ruined the mood. So I guess I could just growl and then she won't know either way. Like it's non-committal. Like she can't really say to him you growled therefore you said that you would love me like it's yeah, yeah. it's safe it's it doesn't safe. stand up in a court it doesn't at the end of the day like it can't prove anything um i like how she melted into him and i like their dialogue so i feel like it we haven't had enough dialogue have we for a little while so that was nice okay i was really scared because the chapter ended on that i was terrified that i was going to turn the page mm. and it was going to be like Sunrise in the morning, Kate and Anthony are in bed having breakfast. But thank God, uh, the next chapter goes into the sex scene. Oh, thank God, Chris, because I would have been really gutted. And actually, I don't know what I would have done. So maybe we should do a read-through of chapter 17. I'm just checking. I I think maybe Erin mentioned 17. No, I think Erin said 19. Um, chapter 17 isn't that juicy I think we should read out chapter 17 because it's going to be filthy it better be filthy but don't read too much ahead no I won't I won't we'll do a live reading 
That chapter was really good. We saw a lot of different sides of Anthony, didn't we? Yeah, and it was quite a serious chapter. I feel like most of the chapters are quite frivolous, but there were a couple of things there that were like, hmm, that's kind of a bit more meatier to talk about. Yeah, and like talking a lot about me like feelings and stuff, isn't it? Hmm. Um I just but no Anthony's point of view. Oh, I am praying that the next chapter is from Anthony's point of view. Uh, I think it will swap between the two, you know. Is that I think that's good. I think we'd want to... Do you think that because you're being clever or are you saying that because you've already seen that's what happens and you're trying uh-huh. to show off? I just I just think they'll have to do it from, from both point of view because they, they've done this chapter from both, haven't they? Have they? I don't, I don't think we saw Anthony's point of view, did we? Oh, wait. Yeah, no, you're right. We didn't. Because the thing is, Anthony, with all of his experience, I feel like he's going to be giving us a lot more detail. Whereas Kate is going to be like, I laid on my back and Anthony was on top. So like with <laughs> Anthony... went into my Victoria sponge. <laughs> <laughs> you know when we talked about slang for boobs last week? We could do mm-hmm. a pop- No, that's too far. <laughs> but Victoria Sponges, I think, are really cute. Is that a metaphor or analogy? Hang on, isn't Shelley Lou? I feel like Shelley Lou's good at English language. I feel like Shelley Lou's an English I teacher. I think it's a metaphor in this case, because we're oh, saying gosh. it is a Victoria Sponge. Yeah, I could do with a piece of cake. I don't I mean love it like, that right now. I'm not talking about <laughs> what we're saying it means, but legit cake, like with sponge and stuff. <laughs> nice (laughs) oh that was really good that was really really good well we will put some polls up from this chapter won't we on our facebook page so as usual come to bridge and bitches if you want a private group or bridge and girls if you want our facebook page yeah if you want to keep the magic alive until season three is released um you can come and join other bridgerton diamonds as well join in the chat yeah and also, if you did want to help support us with the cost of running this, if you would head to Kofi, the link is in the description. Even if you just donate $2, we will create you your own Whistledown uh, article for lols. So if you pop details in, like where you're from or where you live, we can include that too. It'll be fun. Oh, yeah, you did that actually for, was it Lisa W you did that for? Yes, Lisa W, yeah. Um, and it was very cute, very cute. We had some really lovely comments, actually, and, and some really kind donations since our last episode. So thank you so much for that. We really appreciate it. And if you are on Spotify, I think you can leave a little star review at the top of the page. It just sort of helps get us out there, really. But yes, thank you for your time and have a lovely, lovely week. And we'll speak soon. Bye. It's not a phone call, Chris. You've got to stop saying bye at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I like it. Else okay, they don't know we're going. Okay, you say bye. Go on. No, I don't want to now. Don't be shamed. Don't be shamed. Say it. Bye. Bye.